Friends, what follows is not for the faint of heart. We bring you tales of the paranormal, human wickedness, the curious, and the bizarre. Please, if you continue, proceed with caution and an open mind. We are the Queen City Creeps. Hello and welcome to Queen City Creeps, your favorite podcast for all things true crime, paranormal, and just a little bit weird. I am Sarah, and I'm here with Shelby. Hi, I'm Shelby. And Jennifer. Hey, I'm Jennifer. And we are joined in studio by our ever-present intern, Alonzo. Hello, everyone. He doesn't have a microphone, so he's kind of quiet. Sorry, guys. And he will not have a microphone because <laughs> interns have not yet earned microphones. Right. Not yet. I'm still a peasant. I'm still a peasant. Excellent. We taught him to say that. We did. We told him what to say. It's so great. <laughs> okay. So my question for you guys today is what was an instance in your life that you were maybe partying a little too hard and you had to be like, I'm going to take a step back because this is getting a little bit wild. Got this one. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to I had to dig back through the memory banks for that one a little bit because well some of these memories obviously have been erased by exactly the event that caused them. Uh-huh, like they should be. Like they should be. That's that's why God gave us alcohol to delete events that we didn't want to remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, uh, the one that I think of off the top of my head that I do recall uh, was a I believe it was four or five day party binge. Holy shit. Um <laughs> Which is always a good choice. If you haven't done that recently, I suggest you get on it immediately. Quit your job, party for five days, and see how you feel about life. I mean, I've never <laughs> done that, so get not on. just like recently. I just haven't done it ever. The time is now. Okay. <laughs> uh, so in in the process of said thing, I had gone back in the direction of, of kind of my hometown area anyway. Uh, spent some time with a, a lady back there that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. and proceeded to basically party any time that she wasn't around, uh, because she had work, obviously. I was a bum. And so whenever she was at work, I would just get shitty, and by the time she came back, it was like, so you ready to party? Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so we'd continue to party. Uh, I know at one point, uh, and, and again, knowing my hometown, uh, it's not because of meth. I'll just clear that up now. <laughs> oh, good. But we were up for over 48 hours straight, which was a terrible idea, by the way. And those were the last two days of the adventure. So Jesus. So then I'm coming back to Springfield. And again, by now it has not dawned on me that I shouldn't have done any of this. Up to that point, I'm like, man, I make really cool decisions. <laughs> so I'm on my way back to Springfield, and I get basically to... Actually, right over here, like Kearney and uh, Kansas, mm-hmm. coming back like off the highway, and I fall asleep. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I hopped up on the curb, uh, and then kind of over the curb, because I was, obviously I came to and didn't know where the fuck I was or what I was doing. So I ended up in like the oncoming traffic lane, which is fine, because it was like 6.30 in the morning, so it's not real busy yet, apparently. Yeah. So I pretty much just, like, hopped over into oncoming traffic and then just, like, turned left and managed to get home. Shit, Shelby. So after all that, I was like, hey, maybe let's slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then I kind of did. I'm glad. Kind of. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad you didn't die. I would have been really sad. Thanks. 
I appreciate that. Nice. I will I say that like... was that was not the end of my drinking for any significant <laughs> period of time, though. No, it was obviously just like, not. Hey, let's do it for a day at a time. Was yeah. basically the revelation that I came to. You there. know, that's what AA says, right? It's just a day at a time. Well, you know, the ridiculous part is now I can't even have like five beers and not pass out on the couch. So I don't know what happened to me. I've seen you take drink way more than five beers. Well, yeah, I mean, like if I if I were to just sit here and drink five beers and then stop drinking, I will fall asleep. Oh. Huh. Back okay. then, I could stop drinking for a period of time and just be like, all right, round two, fight. <laughs> That's not how this shit works anymore, apparently, because no. I'm getting old. I just love sleep yeah. so much that there's no way I would stay up for 48 hours. <laughs> I can't stay up for 24 hours. Like, that's not happening. I tried to do Relay for Life, and that did not fucking work. <laughs> well, see, that's why I felt like I had to had to premise that with, it wasn't because of math. <laughs> it wasn't right. because of math. Yes. It, it was because I literally didn't want to stop drinking or having sex for 48 hours. That was basically my plan for gotcha. that particular week. I'm not going to so. lie. Like... I'm way older than you, and the idea of just drinking and having sex for 48 hours isn't the worst thing I've ever heard. I agree. I'm just saying. It's, it's just a matter of being up for it, so to speak. Get some Gatorade so. in you, you'd be fine. A cheeseburger and some Gatorade goes a long way in that instance. Nine five-hour energies. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, J-Bo, that's, you? That's 45 hours of energy. That's <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that was quick math, bro. He was math basic club math, bro. president. Well, I know. Well. <laughs> um, so I'm not the biggest partier, what? as you guys all know. I'm so surprised. But when I went to college, like, I, I guess we went we went to this random person's house, like my freshman year. One of my roommates knew the guy, guys that lived there, and I didn't. But I was with, like, three different girls that I knew-ish for at least a few months, which, that's not the safest thing, but anyway. That's a reasonable amount of time to know somebody to know if they're a shit rooster or not. Yeah. That's true. Um, So, we started drinking, I don't even know what kind of rum it was, like, cheap as fuck rum. Admiral Nelson. It's like, no, it was like Ah. San, maybe San Juan or something like that. Is that a rum? It's tequila, I think. Uh, Okay. (laughs) It it was something, it was something like Mexican flavored. I don't know. (laughs) It was something like that. How how are you doing over there, Alonzo? Well, I'm saying it's Puerto Rican if it's San Juan. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's, that's racist to me. Thank you. Something Mexican flavor. I don't know. I Hispanic? Do you, I don't know. Do you want Alonzo to Google it? Th- sure. Thank you, Latino Siri. <clears throat> Appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, so I had at least like 10 shots of this with Kool-Aid, obviously. Wait, you had, <laughs> hold on, like a Kool-Aid chaser? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. like, not like mix mixed Kool-Aid in. and no. rum, it's not a shot. Oh, no, God. no, yeah. It was just a chaser. I just remembered a worse night. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, and I at first I didn't really feel anything, and this was like the first time I'd actually gotten like drunk because before I just gotten tipsy a few times. I didn't, I wasn't a big like high school partier, so I didn't really have that experience yet. So I was drinking a ton of this, and I was just like, I don't feel anything. Let's just keep going. And then after like ten of them, I was like, Oh. Like, and then I and then I stood up and I was like, okay, this is too much. Like this, this is a lot. Yeah, I and feel, then I feel like drinking one hundred and one should really be a college prep course. Yeah, agree. Really or should. something like because they're gonna do it, but they're gonna do it like you did, where it's like I've never really done this before. How about ten? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Set them up, Charlie. 
Uh-huh. So we, I was walking around and I was like, fuck, I can't even like properly walk. But anyway, eventually my stomach was really upset because I had way too much. And I ended up in their bathroom and like throwing up ish. Like I was dry heaving essentially and then like couldn't get things out. And then this guy that lived there was trying to feed me like bread. He was just like throwing bread at me. And I was like, get the fuck away from me. I don't want this goddamn bread. And then so I. I, That's a valid thing, though. It soaks up the liquor in your stomach. He was really trying to be nice. Right. And I got that. He was he was like a pretty nice guy. But I was like, I'm not in this. Like, get out of here. Like, I don't want this bread. (laughs) (laughs) And I ended up actually texting one of my other sweet mates. Um, and asked her if she was out drinking or anything because I wanted, I just wanted to get home at that point. Like I didn't want to stay there and I felt like my friends were way too drunk to take me home. Which if they were taking shots with you, they were for sure. I I, they didn't, they definitely didn't have as much as I did though. But I still like, I was not going to stay at this random person's house. Like, and I'm a pretty responsible person. So I think that's my main goal was just to get home. Yeah. Cause I knew I couldn't do it. And it was, for, it was far enough away from campus that I was not going to walk home. So I ended up calling her. She was like a ch- fucking champ and just left where she was at and then came and got me. And I didn't even give her real directions, I don't think. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> I like, somebody at that party did. I she, think so. I think she called one of my... here before. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then, yeah, I didn't even know she was coming. And then she was there like 15 minutes later and she came and got me. So she's a fucking champ. But that was pretty much it. Nice. Nothing too crazy. Just like a little bit too much. A little bit. A little much. A little, 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 little bit. A little bit too much. A little bit too much. I feel like Alonzo has an update. Okay. So, yeah. You can buy a fifth of the San Juan Rome for 10 bucks. Yeah. That was oh, probably it. Is, it. it, is nice. it was. Okay. Yep, yeah. Thanks. That sounds right. There you go. I'm Boom. sorry I doubted you, Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, mine is definitely a, an experience of being like, shit, I need to dial it back. Um. So, when you're pregnant, you can't drink. Do you know this? Yeah. Yeah. Since when? I know. It's a surprise to can't me. Can you have, like, occasional text- glasses of wine, though? Yeah, but, like... You shouldn't. You shouldn't have that right. much. Right. You, I mean, there's no proof as to, like, what happens. It's kind of, like, a cultural thing. And really, like, once you get pregnant, like, big pregnant, people judge you hard. Oh, for sure. So, I feel you like know. I need to text my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, But once you have a baby, you can drink. Yeah. What you don't know is that your tolerance is just shit. Like, absolute <laughs> shit at that point. Yeah. So, I had Eliza. She was getting a little bit older. She was about six months. And I wasn't breastfeeding anymore. Um, And she, you know, was doing really well. So, Tyler took her to his grandma's birthday party. And I went to a friend's bachelorette party. You had been a friend for a long time. We were really excited to go. It was a really small group of girls. And we went up to Chateau on the Lake in Branson. Nice. It was glorious. Um, And the nice thing about Chateau was that there's a restaurant there. There are multiple bars there. There's a spa there. There's a pool there. It's amazing. So while our friend went to go get a massage, the bride, the rest of us sat on the patio and started to get drunk. (laughs) Of course. And then we... Drank all the booze in the hotel suite that we were all sharing that we had brought, which we have friends that are, you know, are wine aficionados. Like, it's pretty fancy. So, I think we did probably four or five between four girls in the room 
Bottles? Bottles. There we go. And then over dinner, we did at least four more. So that's at least two full bottles of wine per girl, pretty much. And it was red wine. I had a very rich dinner. And I proceeded to drink, I think, a little bit more, too, once we got back up to the room. Because we ordered, like, a bottle to go. Um, Pass out. End up not sleeping because a friend that was with us snored like a motherfucker when she drank. <laughs> and we nice. were all sharing one big room. So that was horrible. Um, and then threw up a bunch, which was horrible. All that delicious food like that I Like everyone threw up a no, bunch? No, no, no. I you did. Just, oh. Yeah, because, it, I mean, like, for those girls, two bottles of wine is nothing. For me, who hadn't drank in, like, 40 weeks, eh, a little bit, a little bit tipsy. Um, it was more than 40 morning, weeks, though. No. Because you said you were oh, I guess past that's the true. six months. Yeah. yeah, so it was even longer yeah, than yeah. that. Right. Because fun fact, you're not pregnant for nine months. You're pregnant for 40 weeks, Shelby. I, I don't know if you knew I that. I am? Yes, you specifically. <laughs> Him specifically. Oh, yes. I know I had a longer gestational period than you did. Uh-huh. <laughs> Neat. And uh, so I get back home after this. I have a hangover from hell, try to take a bath, and Tyler, pretty much as soon as I get in the bath, shows up with Eliza. Who is a hot mess. She wasn't oh. feeling well. She was screaming. She was really clingy because she missed me. So I was taking care of a six-month-old infant while hungover as fuck. And I was like, I can't live this life anymore. This is not <laughs> This is not the life that I can live. So, Well, that's sad. And you joined this podcast. I'm going to go ahead and try to turn that around again. Yeah. I'm going to have to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. Dang it, Shelby. But she's two. She can fend for herself for the most part now. She's fine. Sure. All right. Yeah, I know. Okay, are you guys ready to hear about a crazy, life-changing experience for a bear? Sure. Yeah. I know. I hope you're really excited. Okay, so on September 11th, 1985, an elderly Kentucky gentleman named Fred Myers woke up to find a dead man in his driveway. Oh, that's yep. not good. And if this wasn't weird enough, the deceased individual was wearing a bulletproof vest, Gucci loafers, night vision goggles, a large satchel, satchel, and a parachute. When the police arrived, because he called them, like you do when you find a well-dressed man dead in your driveway, um, they found that he also had two handguns, a couple of knives, $4,500 in cash, ropes, and food. And then what was in the actual satchel? About $15 million worth of cocaine. Damn. it's a lot of cocaine. That's a lot. So we can go ahead and assume that he actually had $100,000 on his person and uh, $30 million worth of cocaine, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and they just go. took half of everything. Yep. So they guessed that the man had left from a plane and had died due to his parachute failing. Um, wow, I should be a detective. <laughs> I know, right? But later on when they found out who the man was and talked to some of his friends, um, it turned out that he had a tendency to push the envelope of how late he could open his parachute so it's possible that in the darkness, he just had waited too long to deploy it. Well, that's really fucking dumb. Right. I feel like if I was jumping out of a plane, I would, I would like, do it too soon. Well. Because but, I'd be so paranoid. <laughs> and yeah, you'd but, get, like, sucked back up yeah. into the plane engine. Yeah. But, but whenever you're a coke addict, you're looking for that next thrill. Right. So, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Obviously, that's how, that's how he did it. So here's the thing. The man was identified as Andrew C. Thornton II. Oh, he's fancy. He's fancy as fuck. Yeah. Like, his family was very well-to-do in Kentucky. He had a Gold Star education, Ivy League, college, whatever. Um, he became a paratrooper 
in the 101st Airborne Division. When he left the military, he turned into a narcotics officer and then a lawyer. And then finally, he decided to change careers um, and become a drug kingpin. Um, he I've was. Been, I've been thinking about going that direction, actually. <laughs> huh. Right. I just, I've been looking for a change. But he was in narcotics. He was a narcotics as, officer and a lawyer. And then he became a drug pen, essentially. Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah. 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 He actually became one of the heads of a drug smuggling ring in Kentucky known as The Company, um, which they made a movie about called The Bluegrass Conspiracy. And there's a book, too. Huh. Like, it's okay. pretty well known. So, but that's not even the weirdest part, you guys. Like,. The weirdest part of that is actually Pablo Escobar or Cocaine Bear. How does this all tie together, you ask? Let me tell you. Does that cat just sneeze? <laughs> yes. yes. Hi, Lou. <laughs> I love you. Okay. So, about three months after Thornton's death, Cocaine Bear, Pablo Escobar, was discovered dead in the Chattahoochee National Forest in Georgia, which is the same forest where Thornton's plane um, had crashed because it was a Cessna. He put it on autopilot and then just jumped the fuck out. Okay. Yep. Okay, now who named this bear Pablo Escobar? Hold. The world did, Shelby. Okay. The okay. world. I, I just didn't know how clever this guy was. That's really all I was asking. Okay. Uh, the bear was 170 pound pound. It was a seven. Hold on. <laughs> <clears throat> it was 175 pound black bear. Um, black bears are normally between like 150 and 300, so it was probably kind of young. Yeah. Uh, also probably a female, but I couldn't really find out what the gender was. Probably no one cares. Let's be Probably, wrong. yeah. Okay. But the dead bear was found surrounded by 40 packages that had been torn open. They were all empty, but there <laughs> were traces of cocaine found in them. So, again, the brilliant investigators, probably the same ones that found Thornton's dead body because they're super astute and observant, right. uh, reason that the packages had likely originally been full of cocaine before the bear got to them. And they further surmised that Thornton must have decided to drop the packages from the plane because it was so heavily loaded down um, that he did that before he jumped. And that he planned to go retrieve the packages once he was already out. Like, so that they wouldn't okay. be found in the crashed plane. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, but even if he'd survived the jump, he would have found out that the bear had eaten all of the cocaine. So he would have been fucked regardless. Right. Yes. I mean, it depends on whether he got there shortly after the bear ate the cocaine or long after the bear ate the cocaine. <laughs> yes. That would depend on his level of fucked, I would imagine. Yes. So news of the bear's unusual fate was reported by many papers across the company. I mean, like, AP Wire had a heyday with this thing. And it became part of the legend surrounding Thornton himself in Kentucky, which is the tale known as the Bluegrass Conspiracy that I mentioned earlier. Um, Cocaine Bear was actually nicknamed by the media Pablo Escobar. So, nice. Yes. I really wanted it to be somebody's pet that they named Pablo Escobar, because that's... Well, kind of, it is. Hold on. God damn it. I'm sorry I keep interrupting. Yeah, stop it, Shelby. <laughs> You're stepping on the toes of my story. You son of a bitch. I was just really excited about the cocaine bear. <laughs> okay, so because the bear had died kind of an unusual death, they had a medical examiner come in and perform a necropsy, which is an autopsy on an animal. Uh-huh. And he didn't normally do it, but like I said, 
you know, if they were involved with a criminal investigation, he is required to treat them the same as he would a deceased human being. So he chopped that puppy open. And he said that its stomach was literally packed to the brim with cocaine. Shit. There isn't a mammal on the planet that could survive that amount of cocaine. Cerebral, cerebral hemorrhaging, respiratory failure, hypothermia, renal failure, heart failure, stroke. You name it, that bear had it. You said there isn't a mammal on the planet that could sustain I, that? I said that because I assume he meant like a whale. Do you think a whale could eat that much That's coke? what I was wondering. Like, I don't know. Or like an a, elephant? Like a blue whale, I would imagine, could stomach as much coke as it would take to fill a bear's stomach. Or they saying a mammal of that size, like 175 pounds, is not that heavy. Also, what if a snake did cocaine? Yeah, like what if toads are really good at doing coke? I don't know. Right. That's why I'm trying to figure out why this guy decided to call out mammals specifically. I, I don't know. I know. Dear listeners, if you know that a reptile or an amphibian can do coke and be totally fine, let us know, because I have no idea. Also, but he had like four packages of coke. That's a lot of fucking coke for someone... That's only had... 175 pounds. Yeah. No. Regardless if it's no, a, no, no. If it's a Not bear. four. <laughs> 40. 40. Okay, sure. 40. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That yes. bear needs to learn to pace itself. Yes. Right. And I guess they were two pound packages. Oh. So, I mean, I never... total pounds of cocaine. I've but... also never had Coke, but I can't imagine that that would taste good to a bear or like anybody. Like, it just tastes powdery, doesn't it? I don't know. We don't know. I, I don't care to incriminate myself. Okay. Um, like, I would think that it wouldn't taste but, good to a bear. Like, they would just be like, after a couple, they'd be like, eh, this isn't food. I'm going to go ahead and say you're wrong. Um, okay. So. Yeah. Is it sugary? Is no, it like powdered and, sugar? Uh, no. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll edit this out, Alonso. It's fine. So, so what I'm getting from this is, with that amount, there is no way all of that was in the bear's stomach at the same time. Oh, no. So, this thing... Did cocaine for several days, I have to assume. <laughs> he, like, went on a bender. And then went crazy Party. at the very end whenever it was like, oh, no, I'm running out. I better get it all in, I guess. I, that's huh. what I'm trying to figure out is where did all of this cocaine go if the amount recovered in the bear's stomach was maybe in no way equal to what was missing. Maybe this was just the par- the bear that couldn't hang. And right, right, all the, the right. other bears that got coked out in the forest are totally fine. And this one guy had to ruin it for everybody else. Right. The, the rest of the bears, you know, he comes up and he's just like, hey, so like, how much of this should I do? It's my first time. And they're just like, I don't know. Just like eat two or three packages. See what happens. <laughs> and they're all just like, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, no. Poor Pablo. Poor Pablo. Okay. So. um, So despite all of this, you know, the cerebral hemorrhaging and the stroking out, the examiner said that the bear's body was actually in really good cosmetic shape, and it was in such good shape that it would be a shame just to have it cremated. So he contacted a hunting buddy, buddy, hunting buddy, who did taxidermy on the side. Had it stuffed, like you do. Full and of cocaine. Stuffed full of cocaine. <laughs> and then gifted it to the Chattahoochee, Chattahoochee River. Holy fucking shit. Okay. And then gifted it to the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area, where it is displayed in the visitor center behind a plaque without mention of its party animal past. Oh. Okay. Or that- was. That is absolutely what you would have to put on that plaque, though. Yeah, you they didn't. But well, everybody knew what it was. Well, yeah, but, like, new people coming up there won't. I'm sure that the tour guide's like, now, it doesn't say it on this plaque, but this bear got high as fuck and I, overdosed in the woods. You know, I'm just sad for the bear, if nothing else. It's like, he's a celebrity. Treat him as such. <laughs> oh, hold on. 
Quit stepping on my story, Shelby. May I continue? You mean to shut this mic off? No. <laughs> I'm ruining all the things. Now, this may have been the last that anyone had heard of Pablo Escobar. If it was not for an entity known as Kentucky for Kentucky, um, they have like a store, like a gifty store, and they have a website and a blog, and they're really active on social media. You can look them up. Uh, and they decided that the bear was actually a really important part of the state's history and had decided to track it down um, so that they could purchase of it, purchase it if at all possible, because they'd like it as like a masthead for their store. Right? Okay. Um, what they discovered was that overdosing on cocaine was not enough of an adventure. So Pablo had actually had a crazy life after this. You ready to hear about it? Sure. Shelby. I apparently already heard about it. Okay. So, in the early 90s, the threat of approaching wildfire prompted park employees to evacuate the area's facilities. They took a few artifacts that they had, including Cocaine Bear, a.k.a. Pablo, and put him in temporary storage in a town called Dalton. And once, you know, the wildfire was put out and everything was back in control and they were trying to move everything back in, the storage facility was entirely empty. Somebody had bear-napped Pablo. Along with, you know, like some arrowheads and pottery and shit. Right. Right? So some of the stuff um, were recovered from a Nashville pawn shop. So that guy evidently was sketch as fuck. But they never found Pablo. They're like, what the fuck? Hey, now hold on. Are you saying you have to be sketchy to, to use a pawn shop? I think you have to be <laughs> sketchy to steal shit from a storage facility and then sell it in your pawn shop. That's what, like... How do you think pawn shops stay yeah, in business? Yeah, I feel like that so, happens probably a lot. Then yes, I'm saying that pawn shops are sketch as fuck. I've also sold stuff to pawn shops, though. Did you steal it? (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Sorry, my mic was off. (laughs) Told me I was going to do that earlier. No, I didn't steal it. Okay. Good. I don't want you to steal things and sell them at pawn shops, because that's sketch as fuck. Especially when it's a bear that overdosed on cocaine. Also fair. But, like I said... Pablo was not there. He had already been sold. Any guesses as to who he was sold to? Anyone? Anyone? Someone who really likes drugs. Thurston Howe the Third, or whatever the fuck the guy's name, the guy's kid's name would have been. The fourth? No. I don't know what the fuck. I, I don't remember what his Andrew Thornton name. the second. Sure. Sorry, Thurston Howe was the, the rich guy <laughs> from uh, Gilligan's Island. Not the guy from Gilligan's Isle. Okay. Not the guy that jumped out of the plane's son. I don't think he had a son, but um. The bear had already been sold to Waylon Jennings. Also a big fan of cocaine. Also, yes. Perfect. Yes. Like I said, someone who really likes drugs. Exactly. My guess was right. Exactly. Boom. So according to the court documents, the pawn shop owner had told everybody that he had no idea about the bear's weird history. He said to him it was just a stuffed bear, like whatever, it was cool, taxidermy. But, according to Jennings, who is apparently a huge collector collector of taxidermy and American oddities and all things like that, um, the guy had actually contacted him because they'd done business in the past and said that he'd been called as soon as the bear came in and told him the whole story about Andrew Thornton and that, obviously, like, Jennings needed this bear, right? Um. He said that if he had known it was stolen, like Waylon Jennings said that if he'd known that it was stolen, he never would have bought it. But 
if the rightful owners wanted it back, they'd have to go ahead and go to Las Vegas because that's where he'd sent it. Oh. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. So the funny thing is, the pawn shop owner didn't have to tell Waylon Jennings about Andrew Thornton and that whole crazy story because Waylon Jennings actually knew Andrew Thornton. They were friends, along with this guy named Ron Thompson, who was also from Kentucky, uh-huh. also real into coke, and had a giant house in Las Vegas where the rich and famous could come and party the fuck out with some cocaine. So are you saying, like, all cokeheads in uh, Kentucky just knew each other? Only if they were really rich. Oh, okay. All yes. the rich cokeheads. Yeah, yes. The, the poor cokeheads did not know anyone. Poor right. people don't do coke, Shelby. No, rich people do coke and become poor people. Yeah. Right. Waylon Jennings, at one point in his life, was over $2 million in debt because of his drug habit. Shit. Isn't that insane? That is insane. Yeah, he paid it all back. He's awesome. Lucky Bear did up all the all the free coke in the woods. That's so. true. Had to resort to buying shit again. <laughs> so he had actually given this bear to Ron Thompson as a present. And Ron Thompson, who knew about the bear's background and actually had been friends with Andrew Thornton back in the day, considered it a tribute when he put the bear on display in his giant mansion where it stayed until 2009 when he passed away. So yes, even in death, Pablo Escobar knew how to party and spent about a decade living in an obscenely large Vegas mansion owned by a man who made a living satisfying the vices of the rich and famous. Because that's just how Pablo Escobar rolled. I feel like they're just mocking this bear, though. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, haha, you died from this, but you're going to be exposed to it forever. Oh, like, Jesus. I feel like that's, yep. not, that's not cool, man. It's not. Well... The story continues. Oh, okay. So when Thompson died in 2009, much of his estate was sold at auction. He didn't, like, leave a lot to other people. And according to the manifest from the auction house, an elderly Chinese man purchased him for the very nice sum of $200. Oh. This man, who's Mr. Tang, uh, put the bear on display in his Chinese medicine shop because his wife was scared of it and wouldn't let him keep it in the house. I mean, I wouldn't want a fucking bear in my house either. <laughs> to quote, quote her after his death, I wouldn't have it. It scared me. I made him take it to the store. So, according to his wife, you know, Mr. Tang was always buying crazy random shit that she didn't like and didn't want in the house. So he would always just take it to the medicine shop and then he would sell it like if someone asked about it. But this bear, for whatever reason, hung out in the shop. He wouldn't sell it. So when he passed away um, in 2012, despite selling off the actual business, she kept the bear in her house. Oh. Yes, yes. Um, so when the representatives from Kentucky, for Kentucky, tracked the bear down to her and told her all about its history and, like, how important it was to Kentucky folk heroes and how they just really wanted to take it back to its home, she's like, listen... Pay for it to be shipped to your store because I want it the fuck out of my house. So they did. All right. They just paid for shipping to get this giant ass bear to their store. I feel bad for for Pablo that went from living in a uh, in a drug filled mansion the way that he had always intended mm-hmm. to a Chinese medicine shop. Right for about a decade. That's not too terrible. It's mm, fine. I mean, well, no, two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand nine. So three years. 
Yeah. It's not that bad. She doesn't know how to do math. Guys. I can't math. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, all, all said and done, that's not too bad. After you like got to know Waylon Jennings and you get to get to live in the Coke House, like yep, that's pretty cool for Pablo. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just sad that I guess it's retirement. Well, in the medicine shop. Not even that, because he came out of retirement from the medicine shop. Well, yeah. He currently serves as the chief attraction in Kentucky for Kentucky's Fun Mall. Uh, he wears a trucker cap. And has a small sign around his neck saying, don't do drugs or you'll end up dead and maybe stuffed like poor Pablo Escobar. How fucking insulting. Wow. And that's the end. That's where he's today. That is goddamn bullshit. I'm just telling you the story of Pablo Escobar. If Pablo was alive right now, he'd be like, hey kids, you want to do some fucking drugs? (laughs) (laughs) He would. He would. But maybe he would have learned from his ways and not had so much. I have my doubts. Oh, okay. Because it's Hmm. an animal. Yeah. I've seen Roxo eat a large amount of things that make his belly hurt, and then the second (laughs) he has an opportunity again, he's going to do it. Yeah, that's true. That's for sure. I mean, I do the same thing. He's never literally overdosed, but like, eh. I mean, he, he's wished to be dead several times, and then the next time he gets the opportunity to eat that thing, he does the thing. God, that sounds so much like me. It's like us, like, <laughs> oh, after well, we eat go. Itchy Bun, yeah. we feel like hot garbage, and we're like, oh, I'm never eating that again. Yep. And then I'm like, I want to eat Itchy Bun, and you're like, sounds great. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. So, that's my story of Pablo Escobar. Well, I may not like uh, his final resting place, I guess, but... I, I just think it's cool we got to hang out with Waylon Jennings for a while. Right? And also that obviously uh, Waylon Jennings, well, not surprisingly doesn't give a shit about the law. But Didn't, because he's for sure dead. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. FYI. I, yes, I... Hashtag RIP. <laughs> hashtag enough. cocaine bear. That's all. That's all oh, I that, that's all the hashtag. <laughs> okay, great. I don't know. I, I just wonder... That this pawn shop owner, I want to believe that every time he got in some animal that was directly related to drug culture in any way, shape, or form, Waylon Jennings got a phone call. I feel like, and from, I mean, I could have probably gone on in a little more detail, but maybe once he got his, you know, $2 million drug debt paid off, um, he was really just down for some weird taxidermy. Like, I feel like Waylon Jennings is one of those people that wants, like, a stuffed mouse playing a guitar in a cowboy hat. Probably. And we're certain that the $2 million was from cocaine and not collecting weird taxidermy because that's also expensive. I mean, maybe that was he was more proud of his cocaine habit and t- less proud of his taxidermy hobby. I, I just feel like every time I see one of those behind the music things, like, you know, Rick James at one point had an $8,000 a day cocaine habit. I don't know if that's true, by the way. I'm just making <laughs> shit up. But you believe it because it's Rick James. Right. But I hear shit like that, and, I, and I'm immediately like, I want to hear Waylon Jennings had... An $8,000 a day stuffed beaver taxidermy <laughs> hobby. Yeah. I, I, want, I do, I want too. To, I want to believe that old Waylon had money burning a hole in his pocket for a lot of uh, a lot of old dead wildlife. Like, so many people make fun of weird taxidermied animals, and honestly, like, I would totes have one. Like, but, I but would have... But would you have... have 30, is the question. Because the people that want one typically want a bunch. It depends. I feel like if it was, like, a squirrel or a mouse or something small... Doing something that, like, squirrels and mice shouldn't do in outfits and stuff. Like, I would have a couple. (laughs) I would not. That's so fucking weird. (laughs) I just want, like, a little squirrel, like, flying a kite (laughs) in, like, knee shorts or something. Wow. Knee shorts. Yeah. 
or like a That's really specific. <laughs> so like jorts? Is that what we're saying? Jorts. I okay. want to scroll flying a kite in jorts or cool. like a pair of overalls or something. I'll keep my eyes out for you. Perfect. Awesome. Well, guys, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about anything that you heard here tonight, of course, let us know. Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook, or you can always email us at queencitycreeps at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you have a good night. Thanks. Bye.